so the other day, uh, a journalist emailed me with some questions uh, about tax debt. Here are her questions right here uh, on the screen. I'm going to go over them later in this video. But I, I googled uh, this individual, Zena Kumak, Kumak. Um, uh, you know, just to see if she's legit, and she she looks really legit, right? She's written for all these, you know, Market Watch and Forbes and all these other other places. So I was like, yeah, I'll I'll answer your, your questions about tax debt. But but what really struck me here is how this uh, individual who knows a lot about a lot of things finance related, you know, she she writes for all these uh, big financial publications. Um, uh, you know, she was asking some very basic questions about tax debt, and this is not. Uh, you know, to say anything bad about about her, I I, I think because most CPAs, most uh, you know, tax professionals, they don't even know the answers uh, to these questions that I'm going to go over over here in a bit. So I thought I, I'd take this opportunity uh, to create a video, just going over the basics here, right? What does this uh, you know professional financial journalist want to know about tax debt? Because sometimes looking at my library of content I've created on this YouTube channel, I know I can sometimes get very like granular about things like what, how, why did you get this notice, and how do you respond to it, and how to qualify for a PPIA, and what CNC, and how to get in harsher, like very like specific things. When okay, maybe once in a while, just gotta when the opportunity presents itself, just answer some very basic questions that uh, you know everyday people would wonder about, you know, what, what is tax debt? So I'm going to go over um, her questions here and, and, and basically answer them, um, answer them right here in this video. Right. So like her, her first question here, you know, what does tax debt refer to? Um, does it, does it mean if you have an unpaid tax bill after April 15th or, or something more specific? Um, so, you know, strictly speaking, tax debt refers to, a, to an unpaid assessment of tax that is past due. Right, and it's not just income tax with the IRS. It could be property tax or other kinds of taxes, right? Or you know, sales tax, right? If you're a uh, a seller and you're subject to sales tax and you don't remit that sales tax to the government, but you know, in the context she's asking about, it's clear she's, she's asking about income tax. So, um, you know, it, what 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 is tax debt, right? And in, in when it comes to, to income tax, and you know, the, her 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 question here, it's it's pretty it's it's right, right? Uh, for most folks. IRS income tax debt means that they have an unpaid tax bill um, after the April 15th due date when that tax is due. Um, but then, you know, I was telling her over the phone, uh, you know, well, yes, that's that's the legal definition of tax debt, right? That when there's that assessment of, of tax uh, on the government's books. But, you know, that doesn't include situations like well, what if you don't make your SMA and tax payments during the year? You're kind of accruing this invisible kind of phantom tax debt while that's going on, right? What if you don't file your tax return at all for the year, right? You know, there is no assessment made. Um, you know, in situations like that, there's obviously a sense in which tax debt exists, right? Um, it just hasn't been assessed yet by the government, and so it can't take collection activity against it, okay? But as I mentioned over and over here on this channel, the IRS does have remedies for those situations. For example, if you don't file your tax return, thinking, well, if I don't file a return, they can't come after me, uh, uh, the IRS can file what's called a substitute for return uh, or an SFR to calculate your tax liability for the year for you if you don't file a return, and they can make an assessment based on that and take forced collection activity based on that. But in general, I think, you know, her, her kind of question here is, is leading to some, you know, it's, it's on the right track, right? It's tax debt, it's an unpaid tax bill after the due date, right? Um, her next question, 
Um, can you settle a tax bill for less than you owe? Can you negotiate with the IRS to get a lower bill or to lower the interests or fees? And, you know, obviously, if you watch my channel at all, you know that, yes, it is possible to sell your tax debt for less than you owe through the offer uh, in compromise program. And I emailed her back some, you know, technical stuff about offers and compromise, three different kinds of offers and compromise at a high level, how to qualify. Um, and then I spoke with her over the phone. And uh, she she asked, uh, well, you know, can can anybody um, basically can anybody qu kind of qualify for this? And um, you know, what if what if you have enough money to pay the tax debt, right? And that's that was a great question. And I told her no. Like if you have, you know, liquid assets uh, to pay your tax debt, right? Um, you know, let's say you owe fifty thousand dollars to the IRS and you have a hundred grand in the bank, right? Cash then no, the IRS isn't going to accept settlement. They're going to say, pay us the 50 grand out of the cash you have. And they don't care if you're saving for a down payment on a home or anything or something like that, right? Um, and I did tell her sometimes there's exceptions, right? Like, you know, you, let's say you're an older person, you have this money in an IRA, but you're going to need it to live off of the rest of your life because we can show that your monthly living expenses are a shortfall between what you're getting from Social Security and your necessary monthly living expenses, and you're probably going to live this long, right, based on life expectancy tables. You probably need, you're going to need that whatever's in that IRA for the rest of your life. Sometimes there are arguments to be made like that, right? But those are fairly far and few between, okay? So while, yes, the IRS um, uh, does daily agree to settlements through the offer and compromise program, if you have sufficient uh, assets, especially liquid assets, to pay your tax bill, uh, they probably will not um, accept one. All right. Um, we'll ask her last question here. What's the difference between owing a lot of taxes and being accused of tax evasion? Well, um, tax evasion generally involves some kind of um, fraudulent activity, right? Such as knowingly and willfully, uh, you know, cheating on your tax return, right? Not reporting income or overstating deductions, right? That you knew to be personal. Um, you know, mischaracterizing transactions to avoid tax, right? Um, hiding assets to avoid paying your tax bill and stuff like that, right? It's generally something fraudulent, right? Um, on the other hand, simply, in her words, owing a lot of taxes, uh, that's different, okay? While it is technically a misdemeanor, right, in the federal tax code uh, to not pay taxes when they're due um that is uh different than tax evasion okay most folks we talk to vast story folks we talk to a choice actually are good people they just got behind for whatever reason on their taxes right uh it, it could have been at more extreme situations uh you know we had we had one guy who was in literally in a coma right for several uh months and that just kind of created this snowball of, uh, you know, just getting behind on things, right? And taxes were just one of those things he got behind on. Or it could, or we had someone reach out to the other day, they, there was a fire that destroyed their, uh, you know, their records and things and their business and, and things like this. So those are more extreme situations. But often it's just day-to-day -day life. I mean, life is hard, right? Like... Uh, I mean, there's just it, it, there's just sometimes not enough time, or especially if your situation is complex, you have a small business, you're 1099, something like that. You don't you know know how to add up all your expenses, or you know you just miss a deadline one year, right? 
and then life gets busy next next year rolls around oh you missed that deadline too and then it, you know before you know you haven't filed like four or five years or maybe you filed but you just weren't you know able to pay the taxes because you hadn't set it aside throughout the year i mean we've heard it all right but there's a difference between those situations where the person's trying to do their best right unfortunately though you know even though they were trying their best they were not able to get remain or, or in tax compliance there's a vast difference between that and the person who is you know knowingly willfully and fraudulently uh you know cooking their books right keeping two sets of books or you know hiding assets or, or stuff like that so anyway uh these are great great questions from this this journalist i um i don't even know what publication that my comments are going to be in i i don't think i i asked her that over the phone but uh, yeah, I'll be sure to let let you all know on my on the YouTube channel and the you know in the community page or whatever that is when uh, when uh, my comments get posted, which will hopefully be soon. Anyway, folks, uh, thanks so much for watching this video. I know this is probably pretty basic for a lot of you who watch a lot of my tax stuff, but thought it'd be good to get back to basics once in a while. Uh, I have some other tax relief videos here on the left hand side of the screen. Of course, of course, you can reach out to us at Choice Tax Relief, ChoiceTaxRelief.com. Fill out the form there. We'll reach out to you or give us a call at 866-8000-TAX to schedule a free consultation. All right, folks. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.